Welcome to the Big Picture Podcast, where we make sure you know there's more going on than you can see or hear. If this podcast episode helps you, would you consider leaving us a review on the app or platform you're using to listen? We appreciate it. And remember, we ain't woke, but we are certainly awake. And now, your host, Larry Ragland. Yeah, it's the big picture. I'm your host, Larry Raglan. If you are brand new here and you haven't hit that like button now, do it now. Do it now. If you're subscribed to our channel, share, invite people. Let's load this thing up tonight. Yes, this is not pre-recorded. This is live. And tonight we have with us Pastor Miles Rutherford. He is a revivalist, a pastor, a preacher. Oh, he's a preacher of preachers. His mission in life is to ignite the fire of God into the hearts of people all around the world. He and his wife, Delana, are the founders and pastors of Worship with Wonders Church in Marietta, Georgia, one of the greatest churches in America and in the world. Been there many times. They are the parents of two anointed children. They make their home in Douglasville, Georgia, and he has a brand new book called Raise Your Voice. We'll talk about that and much more tonight, and it's available for pre-purchase right now, but it's going to be available everywhere in just a few days on September 19th. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together and welcome to the big picture, Pastor Miles Rutherford. The crowd's going wild, man. They love you. They love you. Oh, my God. They're like, what? You got Miles Rutherford? How you doing, brother? My God. Man, you are something else. I love it. Every time I come and preach at your church, you do all that stuff, man. You're like, I don't know if you played football when you were growing up or something, but you're just of like course. a total. I love it. I love it. There's this high testosterone. I already feel it coming through the screen. We're men on, on this show, man. We know who we are. We're confident in our manhood. Pastor, My, Pastor Miles, I am honored to have you on the big picture tonight. The live chat is already getting crazy in there, blowing up. I want to tell everybody, we don't usually get a chance to do this, but tonight we're going to take questions from the live chat. So hold your questions till the end. I'll let you know when it's time uh, to put the questions in there. I don't have an admin tonight, so I'm my own admin, my own producer. All this is going on at the same time. So I'll look at your questions later. Uh, but Pastor Miles, real quick, uh, before we get into the to meat and potatoes of this amazing interview that we're going to do tonight and the things we're going to talk about, tell us a little bit about, for those that may not be familiar with Pastor Miles Rutherford, a little bit more about you, your church, and, and then we'll get into your book and some of the questions. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Larry, for having me on. Um, Delana and I, I married my wife is her name's Delana, and we uh, met at World Harvest Bible College in Columbus, Ohio. And then I worked underneath her mother and father for 12 years, I believe it was, and started a church by the hand of God. Came to Atlanta, Georgia, to start that church. We both came with our children, um, and didn't know anybody here. And here we are, 17 years later, and God's really blessed it. We are just thriving. Um, not without the bumps and, and pushes and all the things the enemy throws around to us people that are spirit filled, but we are here thriving, loving God and just wreaking havoc on hell. We're just punching holes in hell Amen. So right here in Atlanta, Georgia. Amen. And I tell you, I love your church. Uh, I'm telling you, it's one of the craziest for Jesus churches that you'll ever go to, man. I tell you, if you, if you need to get fired That's up, a lot. Uh, yeah, come that's on. A, come that's on. a lot coming from you. I've seen your church services. They're crazy and wild. 
Well, hey, we hey, we're we're partners in, in the Holy Ghost, brother. And uh and of course we will say this at the end too, but let's just go ahead and throw this out here. If you're in driving distance, flying distance, train distance, bus distance, you better get to Birmingham October 4th through the 6th because that's our annual Elevate Conference. And once again, Pastor Miles Rutherford will be with us on October 4th, that Wednesday night. And then the general, uh, Pastor Rod Parsley, and then, of course, from New York City, one of the Demon Slayers, Pastor Mike Signorelli. I know you know him. So if you are anywhere in the in the <coughs> Birmingham area around that time, come and be with us. And uh, Pastor Miles, I, I know you love coming to Elevate. We love having you here. Love it. Love it. Absolutely. Amen. Well, you got a brand new book out that is just unbelievable because this is this is like this is the written form of Miles Rutherford. Okay. So so if you could go in there and get uh, Chat GPT and you could r- tell Chat GPT, write me a version of Miles Rutherford. They would throw out that book uh, because that is you, man. And the the name of the book is Raise Your Voice. And uh, we'll talk extensively, and, and all the way to get a hold of this book will be in the uh, description down below. But Pastor Miles, tell us about why you wrote a book called Raise Your Voice. What is the What drove you to write a book that, I, in your own words, I believe you've said, is not a church growth book but a remnant growth book? So what is Raise Your Voice about? And more importantly, on the big picture tonight, speak to the remnant tonight and tell us how to raise that voice. Okay, well, first of all, I wrote the book because of, and I've said this a few times, the overwhelming majority of of believers and especially leaders in the Christian um, churches, mega churches, even, even if they're not mega churches, but people who have high influence, just weren't saying anything in 2020, 2021. Uh, a lot of hot topics that we would consider hot topics in the culture, there was nothing being said. And I was I was just like, what's going on? Um, there's not anybody that's being a voice or speaking into these things. I hear a lot of echoes, but I don't hear a lot of people taking uh, mm-hmm. on the, the challenge of our culture today and some of the really strong things. And I noticed it really strongly when Roe versus Wade was overturned. That really just put the icing on the cake for me. I was so upset. I was so upset at the quietness of the, um, of, of, of the social media. And, and some people, you know, they just said, Hey, well, that's just not something I'm going to delve into. And really what you're saying is when you're silent with that is you're saying, I don't want to offend anybody. Right. Um, and we have we, we politicized a lot of stuff that as pastors, we're supposed to polarize. Come on. We're supposed to. Yeah, we're supposed to make this is right. This is wrong. This is this is um, this is sin. This is not sin. And um, I just seen people using uh, I seen a lot of people going back to the old wineskin of ministry just the last mm. 15, 20 years of itching, inspirational type, motivational speaking, kind of meet the soul. And if you look around. Pastor Larry, there's a lot of stuff going on that points to a time being short in front of us. Absolutely. And this is so much from the Euphrates River to uh, just the lawlessness that's abounding, everything that, that Christ spoke about in Matthew 24 and Jude 1, what was written in, by, by Jude, the brother of Christ, yep. the brother of Jesus. There's just so much Yep. that we're seeing in, in our in our society. So number yep. one was silence. Number two was immorality. The yep. high level of lawlessness and immorality. And uh, we are 
we are one generation away, statistically, and I can prove that. We're one generation away from a godless society. So I want our children's children. I want them to know who God is. And so I wrote this book to get in front of the remnant because I believe in the remnant. Absolutely. And, and I, I love what you said about the silence. Silence is, is the, is deafening. It was deafening. And it was like, you know, and, and I hate to say it this way, but, uh, and I don't want to go too far in this direction, but many of the voices that were silent on Roe v. Wade, silent, quite frankly, on the alphabet agenda and all these that, that we're going to get to in just a moment, uh, were very loud on other things that were issues of the day that were going on during that time. And uh, it was it was sort of hypocritical to me, and I, and I'm like you, I get I'm sick and tired of hearing preachers say politics. I don't want to get involved in politics. Well, we're not asking you. By the way, you can run for office. We need you to run for office if you're Holy Ghost filled. But the reality is this: you know, if we if they don't hear it from us, Pastor. The narrative is everywhere. I mean, they the narrative is teaching our children, it's raising, it's in our seminaries, it's in our Bible colleges. That we are witnessing right before our eyes the narrative taking over. And part of the narrative is to tell us to shut up. And during 2020, they told us, you cannot gather, you're not essential, you cannot worship, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. But I'm thankful that in the middle of that, there was a remnant that rose up and said, you know what? It, this is pushing me over the edge. And I know you're yeah. seeing it worship with wonders. We're seeing it solid rock. New people, unchurched people, people that weren't even in church yeah. are coming into church and they're going, my God, don't play with me. Thank thank you for the coffee and donuts, but I'm not here for the coffee and donuts. I'm here for the Come power on. of God. Absolutely. That's definitely what is happening. You just said it all in a nutshell. Uh, when, when all of this happened, it brought a different people that we would look at and say, well, God would never, you know, use them. They're different or, you know, they're just not church. But the remnant looks a lot different than what people think. And Come I've on. said this for a couple of years, you know, the remnant's a lot smaller than people think, but it's a lot stronger than people think because they're, ex- they're extreme about their God. And you really know that you're a remnant when you're offended by what God is offended about. Mm. And we've got a lot of people that are just not offended at what offends God, but they're so concerned about offending somebody else. They don't want to lose church members. So they don't want to lose friends. They don't want to lose money, Mr. Moneybags. They don't want to lose yeah. any of that. They just So they would rather skirt the issues rather than confront them. And that's not the, that's not Christ-like at all, uh, no. especially when you're dealing with heavy uh, cultural issues that we have tolerated that now government, like you said, politics, leaders that we have established as a yep. – uh, not necessarily we, but as a majority of the, the nation has put in place that are embracing some of these sinful things. And we better get involved. Uh, yes. God didn't ask us to not get involved. It's just that when we get involved, let's make sure the kingdom's first. Well, well here's my question. If not us, who? If not now, when? And, and who's going to speak up for an unborn baby in the womb of a mother without, if the body of Christ that that has the scripture that says I was you I knew you in your mother's womb. I mean it's like but but yet we're going to be silent on that. And then of the the very issues, the thing that blows my mind and this is this is where we want to we want to go into where God is beginning to use you mightily as a voice here, not just uh to speak to the the quote unquote woke culture, but to speak to pastors and shake them up and pull them out of the darkness is 
you know, we got we, the silence was so deafening. They took prayer out of schools, abortion, all this. When abortion was overturned, 50 years, 50 years, a jubilee moment was there ready for the church. But the people, the Bible says, how can they believe in what they have not heard and how can they hear without a preacher? And they were right. not believing and they were not hearing because the preachers were not preaching. But God's called you, Pastor Miles, to not just pastor worship with wonders. I believe that God has called you with an apostolic anointing. Don't be afraid and scared of that word, y'all. But an apostolic anointing to speak to pastors too and to wake those pastors up. Because the truth is, Pastor, tell me if I'm on, right on target here. It's on the pastors. It's ultimately owned to God. But if the pastors are not speaking to these issues, the church will not know anything about it. Well, you have a great falling away, which the Bible speaks of, Pastor Larry. In the last days, there will be a great falling away. And he says, don't be deceived by it. The end is not yet. Mm. He said, but this, the, the falling away has to happen. Yes. And so what he's talking about is, a, is apostasy or apostates, people that deny the faith or they have a different viewpoint or they feel enlightened or the, the word has evolved. And, and now God accepts this when, when the Bible clearly says he doesn't. And the right. only way to get the only way to come, come and confront a, um, an apostate church is with an apostolic ministry. The apostate church has to be dealt with, with an apostolic ministry. What is an apostolic mm. ministry? I want to say what an apostolic, it's not just people who, um, who establish physical foundations, but help people with spiritual foundations. We have got to get back to the primitive gospel, the gospel yes. that is preached in that Bible, and not try to be so fancy with it, but bring it back down to its simple, uh, boil it back down to its primitive. And listen, God can deliver Moses and two million people with a stick. My God. That's, that's primitive. To be able to take a stick and stretch it. God doesn't need us to have one million verses me memorized in the law and all that. He's put the law in our minds and our hearts by the Holy Spirit. We've got to get back to the primitive understanding of the gospel and not somebody interpreting the gospel. We have treated the uh, non-denominational, the Pentecostal, the Protestant church. It's almost gotten close to Catholicism where you come and right. hear a priest. You yep. come confess to a priest and you, you walk away. and You don't read your Bible Monday through Saturday. Uh, I think uh, I think people are losing who they are in Christ because they're just not knowing who they are in Christ, which is a massive deception that can happen when you don't know who you are in Christ. And, and, and you know, ultimately, every individual will stand before God for their sins. OK, we can't take anybody to 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 heaven with us. But the reality is this. I go back to this, Pastor, and I think this is what you're speaking to. It is the church. It is the voice in the church. That's why you called your book, Raise Your Voice. Raise Your Voice, an urgent cry to speak out to a collapsing culture. Who is that going to be speaking out to them? It's not going to be government that's going to be speaking out to them. It's not going to be Hollywood that's going to speak out to them. It's not going to be social media company owners that's going to all of a sudden decide they're going to promote through that. No, it's going to be the church. And you said it earlier, Pastor. The remnant is much smaller than we ever dreamed it would be. It's much more powerful than we ever dreamed it would be, but it is powerful. And I'm telling you, I know there's a falling away. I know he told Timothy, know this, that in the last days perilous times will come, have a form of God that is now the power of the I know all that. But also know Joel says they'll pour out his spirit on all flesh. And it's coming forth out of the doors of the temple. The, the, the temple is shaking. The water is rising. And there is a voice that is happening and that is speaking out. Now, let, let's get down to the nitty gritty. Okay, Pastor, because this is why some folks 
tuned in tonight because they've been following you. They've been following you. Some of you have been following you on social media, on Instagram. I, I had a brother today tell me, and by the way, he's in here. Uh, Alan DiDio is in the house watching right now, as well as Ricky Scopero, In Time Headlines, Encounter Today's in here watching, man. I'm so thankful. I just want to go ahead and give them a – these are two generals out there uh, of the faith. They're and awesome. gen They are awesome. And uh, But I was talking today about you to, uh, to, it, for, to Ricky Scopero for the In Time Headlines, and uh, he says, I don't know how that brother still has an Instagram. I, I don't have any idea how he's still even on Instagram, the kind of stuff that he's calling out. So what motivated you, Pastor, in the midst of, we call it the wah-wah, what happened here you know, in 2020 and spread around and you know, the, all the, the poking and the jabbing. We call it the wah-wah so we don't get flagged as much. But when the wah-wah was going all around the world, I remember you making declarations about it and, and masks and getting in trouble with that and getting in trouble with, with this and all this kind of stuff's going on. And then all of a sudden it was like, well, that ain't enough. I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to call out what the Bible says it's an abomination. It's an attack against the family. It's an attack against the plan of God. And, uh, and you called it out and you began to speak with a, with a voice and uh, stirred up a lot of people. And I want to, I want to show everybody out there, if you're not familiar with this, uh, you can go to uh, proudtobedelivered.com and uh, proudtobedelivered.com is a website that is stories of freedom of, and these are, these are individual people who have been uh, set free by God from the LGBTQ uh, lifestyle that people say cannot be uh, fully delivered, but yet through the power of God. So, so you know, you 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 put up billboards. Tell us about all that. What happened? Why did God put on your heart to to go get billboards and put them up and and begin to speak out and reach a community that the world says leave them alone. They're 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 that way, and there's nothing that you can do about it. Well, uh, first off, I had a burden that hit me in my closet in 2019. Mm. Um, I had an amazing encounter with God. Um, the presence of God came out. I just started weeping. And my wife came in from the other room and she said, what is wrong with you? And I said, I have, God is in this room with me. I've got a burden. He's putting a burden on my shoulders. And I know that he's going to tell me, uh, mm. to, he's asking me to preach a message um, that, that I know is not going to be popular. And mm. people are going to, pretty much, you know, say a lot of things, which they did about what I, the, the, the decision I decide with, with where the direction I'm going. But I knew this, yeah. Yeah. that if I said, if I said, no, I don't want this. I knew you just had a knowing in my closet. Mm -hmm. I had a knowing God would never ask me again. He would pass me by and I would just do life normal. And you know, when God visits you and says, whether it's a burning bush or in a closet and says, I want you to do something. You do have a wrestle because, you know, that's that's bigger than me. That can cause a lot of persecution, not just for me, but everybody attached to me. But I walked out of that closet and I went to that church. I preached a message and I just started preaching. And, I, you know, we grew our church half down. <laughs> we <laughs> lost half the people. Wow. Um, just a lot of people walked out. Uh, they took it the wrong way. And I've had about three years of just understanding uh, what this is all about, this principality, this demonic spirit. It is not blood. It is not born with. It is mm -hmm. a spiritual demonic attachment that happens to, uh, to, happens to people who entertain that spirit or is, uh, or is dealt with, with a, before um, they can even communicate, a preverbal stage of their life, mm -hmm. uh, trauma. My concern was when I started seeing 
not just trauma, but teaching. The Lord really spoke to me. He said, this next phase of people that are going to affirm that lifestyle, it's not because they came out of a trauma, but because they went to school and, and heard about it and they've been taught. Wow. And he said, you're going to deal with a whole nother level because they're dealing with it. You're dealing with people that have been taught that this is okay. You know, it's one thing to have trauma that makes you trigger to want to be affirmed from a different opposite sex with LGBTQ or, or to, to be promiscuous. But when you're being taught it's okay at four and five and six, if you want to change right. your gender, right. you're dealing with confusion. And it's not just stripping your identity, it's stripping your authority. And it's a very, and it can be very suicidal at that yeah. age. I just started feeling a burden. And I noticed that a lot of people in our church have been delivered and set free. Mm. And they're at our church. They're still at our church. Some of them are on staff. Some of them have families now with, with kids, one and two years old. Um, we have people that used to be drag queens, lesbians, mm. gays, homosexuals, bisexuals. Just Sunday, we had about 20 people come up to the altar uh, at the end of service. The Holy Spirit said to call it. And we had 20 people getting delivered from perversion, homosexuality. Listen. Wow. It's, it's amazing. But it is amazing. Here's the proud to be delivered. God said to do this, put seven billboards up, put a rainbow backdrop, put proud to be delivered on it and let people share their testimonies because you can't disagree with testimonies. And there was no hate when they came to that billboard. They thought they were going to be affirmed. Oh, this is a church that affirms them because we put it on a rainbow backdrop and uh, we got accused of baiting and switching and so much. But 20 days later, Wow. Over 1.5 million people Come on. had heard the testimonies, what? had gone to the website. 1.5 million in 20 days. 1.5 million. And wow. I was so blessed because there were more with us than against us. But the ones that were against us were extremely loud. They parked LED trucks out front of our um, yep. church. They called me Protested. a white supremacist. Protested. They did news shows. Uh, about every news show that you want uh, that's there, ABC, CBS, Fox, all those, they showed up. Um, Atlanta Journal, Marietta Daily Journal. You can Google Proud to be Delivered, and you probably see a ton of it. And um, there was a lot of uh, slander uh, yeah. of, of our church that, you know, uh, from the GLAD organization, Gays, Lesbians Against Defamation. They came against our church. Um, but honestly, everybody, every one of it, every time they'd come, we'd have prayer meetings, Pastor Larry. And we would pray for those people out on the street corners, mocking, talking about us. We would stretch our hands and say, God, touch their hearts. Uh, listen, the people that are getting free, they want a church that will tell them straight up truth. And after the truth, they want community. Yes, they And do. so our churches have to learn how to bring community to them because the devil's going to bring it. Uh, you can get them delivered one Sunday. They're going to come right back out Monday. And that yeah. community is like, come on, let's go hang out. So the church has got to learn how to uh, not affirm the sin, but hold them and love them and mm. walk with them, which is discipleship at its at its finest. And that's, I think, where we've gone wrong. And I'm talking a whole lot here. I'm on break. No, but you're good. For 15 to 20 years, we've taught church growth, not discipleship. Yeah. And so when somebody gets free, we think the way to get them saved is, just get them through the members class, plug them in. They're going to go to church on Sunday. No, you got to walk with them. You got to talk with them. Yeah. I mean, we walk with people uh, through the week. My wife's walking with somebody right now daily and yeah. um, helping, yeah. helping that person uh, walk out of that lifestyle. You have to disciple. 
Well, that's that's the way the church started. The church started as a community. The church started. They they met in the temple, but they met daily and broke bread. And 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 the when it began to grow faster, it was a need for community even more. And and the the breaking of the bread was was doing life together was even more important. The reality is this: the TikTok generation, TikTok has become a community in itself, and it's like. It's a voice. It is a voice. And you go, I go back to that scripture in Romans. They cannot believe in what they have not heard. Well, every day, that thumb, swiping, every day, voices, voices, voices. And you, you have you know, some, some statistics upwards of 40 to 40% of a particular generation is now choosing a particular lifestyle. Well, that, regardless of, of, of history and, and, and all that, no one can believe on their own that 40% in one generation just decided that, that, that just got enlightened, that they were of a particular lifestyle. It is because they have been programmed. They have been programmed. You said it earlier when God gave you that burden, that they were, they were going to be taught. They're coming after the children. And what I'm seeing, and I'm sure you're seeing on another level, is even people who don't agree with you and even people that don't agree with, with your stance uh, and, and don't even some of them don't even serve God, don't even believe in God, when they started going after the children, and when they started, uh, you know, having library uh, books being read by uh, drag queens and all of this, and then you started seeing, you know, the the transition surgeries and stuff happening from from elementary school, even people that don't even believe like us rose up and said, "That's enough. That's enough." And because it's like it's like the devil always overplays his hand, and I think that he has overplayed his hand, and he has woke up a sleeping giant. What is your thoughts on that? Well, I was saying this earlier on um, Didio's podcast that I think the LGBTQ, a major portion of them, as many people realize, come out of the church. Mom, a mom or a dad or a grandma or grandpa has taught them. If you train a child up in the way they go, when they get old, they will not depart from it. Well, this last round of transgenderism, this target wokeness, the tarot cards, the tuck it friendly bathing suits, the satanic, really, you start seeing a lot of satanic innuendos mixed in. And these people that are living the lifestyle that know God, they just may not be practicing. They're like, whoa, wait, wait a minute. I didn't sign up for this. I knew that I was being sexual but and sinful. but And they know deep down inside that they have a right. seed in their heart. And they know. but um, And I've talked to many of them. But when that stuff came out, we started seeing an influx of people come to the church, and I knew it was because it was like you just said. All of a sudden, they started seeing this is getting very satanic, yeah. um, the, the rituals, and now you've got Hollywood and, and politics, and you, you, you see some of the things that are happening that are very visual, yeah. and they're not hiding it. When you have Sam yeah. Smith and Kim Petros get yeah. into a Grammy and somebody tweets – Let's get ready to worship from a major news network. I think it was ABC or CBS. I don't one of them said, let's get ready to worship. Well, what are they worshiping? The devil. Yeah, exactly. And, I said, I said, and, and that right there is waking people up. They're like, well, there's, there's, this is more to it than just having sexual pleasure and fun. There, there's something I need to walk away from. And they start seeing all the lawlessness. People know. People yeah. have a, a knowing in their heart. Time is short. I need yeah. to get back to God. I need to live God's way. Yeah. I think about that that moment you're talking about the Grammys is almost like a Mount Carmel moment. It was like it was like when Elijah told the prophets of Baal to go first. I mean, they went first and they did their little ritual thing to to Baal, and then just a few weeks later, you know, Asbury broke out 
and it was like, okay, it's now it's our turn. <laughs> and then Jesus Revolution exactly. movie came out, and it was just like it was like let the God that answers by fire, let that God be God. And and I really believe that's what's happening. People are coming into our churches and saying, look. I appreciate the programs. I appreciate the lights. I appreciate the screens. I appreciate the smoke machines and the good sound system and the good microphone. All that is really nice. But I need to know the truth. What just happened? What is going on here? Are you seeing well, those fireworks? What just happened? <coughs> this happened well, you to said me last time. <laughs> I don't know you what said... just happened. <laughs> Did you see you the said fireworks? The word... When you said truth, they just went off. So I guess that's the sign. That is weird, truth. man. <laughs> I know, man. I didn't do that. I don't know what just happened. So, so uh, Pastor, Pastor Miles, you know, they're seeking the truth. They're seeking the truth. That's why you did what you did. That's why you wrote this book. People can get this book anywhere and don't go anywhere because we're about to take some questions uh, from the live chat here. But I want to show everybody how they can get your book. Uh, they can go, to, of course, to Amazon. They can go directly to your website, but you can go to Amazon. You can pre-order it there. Uh, it's available Kindle, paperback, and audio CD. Did you read it, or did you have somebody read it for you? I read it myself. I felt the, I felt led to do it myself so it would have the right accenting. Oh, man, that is wonderful. That is wonderful. So you can get it there. You can see it will be released everywhere on September 19th. Uh, we got Brad Graydon, my son, on here. Boy, I, I love you, man. I love you. Uh, everybody saw that explosion. <laughs> They're trying to figure that out too. But uh, go to your, go to the website raiseyourvoicebook.net, and you'll see not only where you can get all the place where you get the book. You'll get uh, more detailed information about Pastor Miles, and you'll see some reviews and so forth. And then I really want to push you to go to their uh, YouTube channel, Miles and Delana, and uh, watch many of their powerful services that they have there because they are a, a voice in this moment. And uh, we are we are just honored to know them, and and for for the uh, big picture audience, I want to just say thank you. We have many new partners today. Thank you to all those that chose to click that join button down below. You don't know what that means to us to know that you support us five dollars a month there, and uh, that's big, big, big. And one other quick thing, Pastor Miles, if it's okay, I want to remind everybody: if you're brand new to this channel, Monday night, Sandy and I host. That's my lovely wife there. We we co-host a two-hour news show, Pastor, where we cover the news of the day, breaking news from a kingdom perspective, and uh, so thankful that God has opened that door for us. So I want to let everybody know about that. Uh, but are you open to taking a, a few questions from the from the audience? Absolutely. Yes, okay. let's go. All right. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to I'm, we're going to we're going to talk about the book real quick, but I'm going to look down at the live chat. So if you have a question for Pastor Miles on on any of the subjects that we're talking about, the woke agenda, his book, uh his experiences that he went through when he spoke out against um, the woke agenda that was trying to shut the church down. If you are a pastor, leader, member, just a Christian, and would like to get some perspective from a person who has been called in this moment to be a voice, to raise your voice. Maybe you're struggling with something. Maybe even, you know, listen, you're in a safe place here. I know you probably, if, if you are struggling with some of this, you, you might be feeling like, well, this is not, this don't feel safe to me uh, because you're, you're saying this, you're so harsh. And no, we're just speaking truth. We are speaking it in love. Truth is love. And, and uh, so, you know, maybe you want to be prayed for. Maybe, maybe you're ready to, you know, turn over the lifestyle that you've been going through and give your life to Jesus. We're live on the air. We want to pray with you. We would love to, to see that happen. So if you've got a question, uh, 
you know, people are people are just saying, get to Elevate Conference, get to Elevate Conference. They're all saying that, Pastor. Let me throw that up there while we're waiting on a question. Uh, Pastor Miles will be with Pastor Rod Parsley and Pastor Mike Signorelli here October 4th through the 6th, 7 p.m. Central Time each night. You can see my church there, Solid Rock at 5050 Pinson Valley Parkway. You can also just go to our website to the church, Solid Rock Church. Dot com and uh, and and then give you a little bit more information about that. Um, okay, I'm gonna scroll up here and see if I can find a few questions. While while I'm looking for that, Pastor Miles, anything that you feel led of the Lord right now, I'm gonna put the camera on you. That maybe you can just take a moment while I'm scouring through these questions. I'm gonna put you on the camera. Maybe you can speak to the big picture audience here about the moment that we're in and, and anything that God's got on your heart to speak to the church right now. Okay, great. Um, I would say these words to you. Cry aloud, spare not. Lift up your voice like a trumpet. God spoke to us in the scripture that when we speak for him, we're not to sound like a flute. We're not to sound like an oboe or a clarinet. He, he referenced our voice as a trumpet, and that word trumpet really is shofar. And a shofar dedicates, delivers, decrees, and defeats. Uh, Elijah was a voice. He was a shofar voice. When he stepped out, when he spoke, it blew, it dedicated, it defeated, it delivered, it decreed. That's what a remnant voice is. And I also mm. want to say this. Don't don't think that preachers are only people that hold microphones on a pulpit on. or on a stage. Every one of us are preachers. The Bible says that. It says, go into all the world and preach the gospel. And that word preach is caruso which means to preach with an eternal conviction like a town crier. You can look it up in the Greek. It means to preach as a town crier. Second Peter 2, 4 says that Noah was a preacher of righteousness. That is a preacher, Caruso, town crier, and he was a preacher that even God called him. It's one thing for people to call you a preacher, but when God calls you a preacher, yeah. he said Noah was a preacher of righteousness, he even told you what he was preaching before the flood came. And I really believe that when God says in the last days, it'll be like Noah's day, you're going to hear not just preachers, but the tone of their voice will be the voice of preaching righteousness, godliness, mm. holiness, those types of tones and those types of, uh, of, 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 of voices that you're going to hear are not going to be soothsayers. I'm going to elaborate a lot more on this at the Elevate Conference on that Wednesday night about being a preacher. Mm. And I'm not holding... Pastor Larry, I'm not. I, I'm. I'm sorry, but I'm. I'm just not going to hold back. Don't at you? Your don't church. you say? Know you, you know. You know what we want. I'm going to go full throttle, and I feel it. You're going to. I'm doing a, a, a. I think it's a 14 or a 15 church tour in the month of October. My wife and I are yep. driving, traveling all the way to all the way to the, to the West Coast, back through the top, mm. um, going to 16 churches in one month. And we are going to raise our voice. I'm and telling you, we're and driving you're starting every bit of it. it. You're starting it in Birmingham. in Birmingham. Ours was the first night. I am not withholding anything. I'm going to go after it hard. So I pray people get to your church that Wednesday night. Mm, come on. See, in time headlines, Ricky Scapero, he, him and his wife are coming. He said, I'm stoked. I can't wait. He said, I'm going to be in your amen corner. All right, we have a few questions here. Uh, okay. The first question would be, uh, and I, we've got about three or four, so some of these might be quick answers. You just take your time on This first question says, from 30, 41 Bama Boy, what would you say to people who think the altar is no longer necessary? 
what would we say to people who think the altar is no longer necessary? Right. Well, I would say that's completely a uh, that's that's a false statement. Uh, everywhere you see God did something in the, in the Old Testament, you've seen an altar. Jesus Himself, altar is altis, which is mm. where you get the word altitude, and the cross was on an altar. It was on a hill, the hill of Golgotha, wow. and um, the, Jesus Himself is our example. Uh, and, and an altar is something where you give something to God, but uh, something has to die, and that you give, and then God also gives something back to you. So the New Testament altar is not just about you bringing it, but God bringing it back to you. So to negate an altar, personal altar, your home mm. altar, or the church altar, um, you're negating what God could truly bless you with. When you have an altar wow. in your life, you're giving something up. You're separating from something. That, um, that, that And it's also a place where you, you make a public confession. Uh, the altar was always a place of exchange. Always a place of exchange. Yes. People are wanting, they're wanting something from God, but they're not willing to give something to God. And that's not just finances. That's something in your life too. Yeah. Um, there would be no fire on the altar if we weren't continually bringing a sacrifice, our sacrifices mm -hmm. of praise. We start our church service every week, Wednesdays and Sundays. People, we started at the altar. We don't finish. Mm. We bring a sacrifice. Yes, the altar that's is excellent. definitely necessary. Absolutely, and I think that's one of the things that the, the the people that are coming to church now are looking for. They're not looking for. I mean, we took that out. Churches took the altar out and just turned it into a stage, and and you know had the hands raised. And I'm not being critical here, but you know maybe that worked for a while. But people people don't want to just you know if you're here and you need a touch from God, raise your hand. They want an altar to go to. That's where things are cut. That's where things are burned. That's where things are removed. That's where things bleed, but that's also where the fire came. And let the God that answers by fire, let that God be God. Um, so, okay, we got we got a couple more questions here. You got you got a little bit more time, Pastor? Absolutely do. Yes. Okay. All right. So now, and if you're not familiar with with some of the questions and some of the, if you're not familiar with the subject, then we'll just say that and move on. Uh, this is from Shofar Sounding. Shofar Sounding says. Why does no one raise their voice and warn the body about the universal Noahide laws that will be the one world religion of the new world order? Are you familiar with the Noahide laws? I can't say that I am. Okay. Noah, so, Noahide. Noahide laws. So uh, so I, I'm just throwing the question out there. I, I think I'm fairly familiar with it. Uh, but basically, let me reword it and say, and by the way, thank you for that super chat, Saul. I appreciate you. Um I, I would say that probably the question is this. Um, why do you think people are afraid to speak out, not just against agendas, woke agendas, but also speak out against the coming new world order that's happening with World Economic Forum and all of that? Why do you think some pastors are willing to speak against culture issues, but they're afraid to speak against the coming new world order? Uh, two things I would say. Number one, fear. Fear, because there is a, a great amount of people that um, if you did say something that would be too much across the line, there could be something that would happen. Um, and number two, I would say conspiracy. A lot of people don't want to dabble in something because it can be looked at cons as conspiracy right. instead of truth and, and hard facts. And I, I do speak and give people eye-opening um, visuals of things that I believe that are heading in a, a direction that brings one world order. 
Um, but I want us to make sure that when we do bring that, there's factual backing. It's not something that is uh, made up or is fear mongering or gaslighting. Uh, but man, you cannot not negate that there's a lot of stuff going on right now with the World Economic Forum, with all the accords yes. that's going on, the, the climate change, all this stuff that's happening. It's just a bunch of bogus, uh, whatever you want to call it. And, and there's a lot of scientific proof that proves otherwise. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of manufactured crisis going on right now. Oh, that's so good. Manufactured crisis. And the reason they need a crisis is so that we can wake up to a new norm. Wow. But the crisis has to happen. For them to shove down half the nation's throat that this is the direction we need to go. And people are gullible enough to believe because they really feel like that this is the direction. We need. When we signed ourselves over to the World Health Organization as America, that's pretty much saying the next pandemic, next thing, which they say that there is going to be a next. And they didn't yep. even know there was a first. They said, oh, we're going to have another one. I'm yeah. like, well, how do you know that? Because yeah, exactly. it's some of the stuff. <laughs> this stuff that's coming out is manufactured crisis. That, that this stuff coming out of laboratories isn't, Oh, oops. No, somebody said, do this, do this yeah. and we'll do this and we'll make money. And we'll all tell them that, that this is going to be the fear. You do mm -hmm. this fearfully. You'll, they're going to sell fear yep. in the name of good. Yep. That's what the new thing is. This is going to be good for the people, good for the community, good for yep. you, good for your family, good for your health. Take the chip. All these things that are coming mm. uh, are, are all to make everything is it's it's going to make sense how, how are people not going to get it if it doesn't make sense it's going to make sense Absolutely. but to the believer it won't. yeah i'm yeah. i'm about to uh, you may already know this but if if you don't know this and you, and you what level of excitement you had for elevate that wednesday night october 4th it's going to go to another level if you didn't already know this but did you know that on that day october 4th the beginning of Elevate Conference is the day that the United States government is testing the new alert system. Every phone, every radio, every television, every tablet. It doesn't even matter if you've opted out of alerts. It doesn't matter if your phone is on mute. It doesn't matter if it's on silent. At 2.20 Eastern Time, 1.20 Central Time, everybody's phone, every television, every radio, every everything will be interrupted with a message of this is a test of the new emergency warning system. It, why are they doing that? Why are they testing everything? Because, Pastor Miles, I believe they're testing it to get ready for the real thing that's going to be sent from that, from that system. And, and of all things, when I heard it is going down on the day that we're beginning Elevate Conference and you're coming to Birmingham, Alabama. So there's an, oh, oh I must feel the Holy Ghost here. There's an alarm going out in the natural and there's going to be an alarm going out in the spiritual. Did you know that? I did not know that, but boy, that's going to be amazing. When we hear that and when we go to church that night, I cannot wait. I really believe that this conference, this, I, I'm very excited about this conference, this kickoff for us and a conference for you. I believe it's going to bring more than an alert. It's going yes. to wake people up. Yes. That's what alarms do. That's what they do. That's what they do. All right. Uh, you got five, ten more minutes? Come on. Let's go. All right. Okay. Here's another question from Patty Miro. Do you think the churches are being judged right now? First the shepherds, then the sheep. Are we being judged right now? I think the Lord is definitely working 
the Bible says it comes to the house of God first. Uh, I, I preached a while back, rev, revival or resignation, because I think there's a new wineskin that's being opened up. And I will say that to you that asked this question. There's a new wineskin. Now, we know that the new wineskin symbolically was the new covenant. But every time that God wants to do something different, there has to be a new sacrifice. There has to be a new for to, for you to get a new wineskin. Uh, you have to have uh, a new sacrifice. That's where the mm. wineskin comes from. That's and good. so uh, God is definitely purging. He is definitely separating. Um, he's definitely giving us a polarization. He's allowing us to understand and have maturity to see good and evil. A lot of people uh, wow. go to church, but they're not able to discern both good and evil. The Bible talks about having your senses discerned. And the reason for that, the reason for that is that the word discern comes from the word telios, if I'm not mistaken, and it means, it means as in twins. Uh, you wow. have to spend time with somebody in order to, you know, if you don't, you can see two twins coming. You don't know that if that's, if that's Jack or John. Mm. Um, uh, so the only way to know it is to spend time with them. And then you start realizing, oh, that's Jack. You don't have a problem with it because you have a polarization. You understand this is who Jack is. Wow. Um, that's what's going on with good and evil right now. And there's a lot of churches that don't differentiate, don't polarize good and evil. Um, and so what is going on with that is it's causing people to, uh, to be numb to the things that God wants us to be awakened of. And so, yes, I do believe there's a level of God uh, looking down upon us, uh, looking at us. It's Rosh Hashanah, it's Yom Kippur, it's the month yeah. Yeah. Uh, to, to see that. And yeah. there are people that that God is raising up, and there are people that God is sitting down. Yeah, and, and the Bible says judgment begins with the house of the Lord. And, and you know, everything that can be shaken will be shaken. Until that which cannot be shaken remain, and the shaken that that cannot be shaken is the remnant, and there is a sifting and there is a shaking. But I'm gonna tell you, a lot of folks are are, are getting sifted out. But I'm telling you, what's left is pure, what's left is powerful, and what's yes. left is they're raising a voice in this moment. And I believe that God can do, and I think I love the crowds, but I believe that God can do more with a hundred voices globally that is speaking truth than 10,000 woke voices that are just saying, you know, God, God is love and he doesn't want to judge any. There's no such thing as hell. There's no such thing as sin. There's no, no more need of repentance. That's just not biblical. And Pastor Miles, that's why I love your book, uh, Raise Your Voice. And I want to remind everyone it's so easy to pre-order your book. And by the way, they're going to be war available globally anyway in just the next few days. But go to raiseyourvoicebook.net. All of this is in the description down below. You can also go to Amazon. Just search for Miles Rutherford or Raise Your Voice. You can get it on Kindle, paperback, or even audio. And go ahead and pre-order it now when it starts shipping on September 19th. You'll get a copy of that. Pastor Miles, do you have any closing thoughts? I want to put you back on the camera. Thank you for taking time tonight to answer questions and to speak your heart. Uh, just one more time, just look in that camera and give us some hope. Give us some hope, Pastor, that, that you know, we every time we turn anything on, it just looks like the whole world. You know, my, my mama used to say, and probably everybody else has did, you know, the world's going to hell in a, on, in a handbasket. Well, I say the world's going to hell on a bobsled. I mean, it's done sped up. <laughs> Uh, but, but, you know, every time you turn it on, it looks like everything's falling apart. Is everything falling apart? Is there anything 
that we can get excited about. Give us some hope of what God is doing. Okay. It's the 11th hour, and the 11th hour is a speed up. You know, your mama, and just probably like my mama, would cook with a crock pot, and then she'd cook with a pressure cooker. Mm. The crock pot and the pressure cooker would do the same meal. One would take five hours. One would take 50 minutes. It would taste the same. And the reason is because of pressure. And so, yes, there's a lot of pressure going on. And the reason is because God is speeding things up. He's redeeming the time and he's restoring some things. Now, here's the good news. While the world is going through a cultural crisis that you read about in Matthew 24 and Luke 17, and you read about it in 2 Thessalonians, the lawlessness, the apostasy, the falling away, all of these things that are happening. But there is in the last days in Joel 2, it talks about an outpouring, talks about a restoration. Um, that in the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, your sons and your daughters, your men, your women, their maidservants, your men servants. All of them are going to experience this. And whoever calls and the, really the Bible says the remnant that calls upon yes. the name of the Lord, this shall be saved. I believe for the next six years from tw- 2023 to 2029, I really feel like I've heard from the Lord that this is going to be the most amazing outpouring that the church has ever experienced. While the world is still going through the Matthew 24, and we will experience that as well, at the same time, we're going to experience the greatest outpouring and overflow of the presence of God that our churches have ever seen, that the church of God in America, around the nations. You know, we just recently um, decided to do, actually, it's this Friday night at our church. We're doing a 10 to midnight. It's Rosh Hashanah. Mm. That's the new year. And we said, you know what? We're going to pray all the way into the midnight hour, 10 to 12. We're going to make this thing real because I'm telling you, there's an outpouring. God said there'd be showdowns. There'd be showdowns. Yes. Evil would be met with good. Just like with Moses, when his his staff was laid down and then the, uh, the magicians laid their staff down, Moses' staff, the snake, ate all the other ones up. God says that's what's going to happen in this day for those people that are standing firm and are the remnant. God said strengthen the remnant. The reason I wrote this book It is not a church growth book. It is a remnant. That's why I'm on this show with you, Pastor Larry, because there's the people that watch this show are remnant. This book is for the remnant. When you read this book, you're going to get bold. You're going to start standing up. You're going to be imparted to. There's a fire of God that's going to get on on the inside of you, and you're going to be like a Jeremiah. I have to say something. I'm weary. I cannot hold it in. I'm offended at what God is offended about. That's what this book is about. It's a it's a lighter. It's a match. It's going to burn people with the fire of the Holy Spirit. It's not just information. It's not a feel good. It's not a Christian inspiration book. It is not a motivational message. It is going to absolutely offend the lukewarm Christian. It's going to push you away from the cross or it's going to push you towards the cross, but it will not allow you to stay neutral. When you read this book, you're not going to want to put it down and you're going to want to say, God, make me an 11th hour Christian. The time is now. Time is short, the end is near, and God is looking for his church, looking for a bride without spot or wrinkle. You get spots when you hang around dirty stuff, and you get wrinkles when you're sitting too much. God is calling people, awakening them, and saying, get up out of the bed. Let me tell you this. I feel the preach on me right now. He says, arise, shine, for the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Arise, shine, for deepness, dark deepness covers the faces of the deep, and deep darkness calls uh, is over the people, but the Lord will arise over you. And the Lord told me, he said, just like in Isaiah 60, he said, I'm not getting up until the church gets up. Arise church. The church is awake. They're they're They've been awakened, but they're not getting up. They're awake. They're wake up. They have woke up, but they're not getting up. 
They're sitting in bed. They're reading the captions. But God's saying, put your feet on the floor. I'm going to anoint you. I'm going to take the oil and douse you. And I'm going to light you on fire. And I'm going to send you to the street corners, the highways, and the byways. Because there is a harvest. And this harvest, they are deadly. These harvest people that you're going to harvest, they're extreme. They're people that others have given up on. But they're looking for somebody to come snatch them, Jude 123, out of the pit of hell. And I'm telling you, this is the season. And people want truth. And they want clarity and they want you to say something. They want to hear your voice. Speak up. Yes, you will be crucified some ways with your words. Yes, you will be persecuted, but you have to speak up. You have to speak up because in 26 years, our children are not going to know what America used to look like. They're not going to know about a God that we serve. So you have 26 years statistically. And I can prove that and back that up. And I will. I'll bring it to your church on Wednesday night. 26 years left. And if we don't raise our voice remnant, this world is not going to be able to to have to see God like we've seen God. It's time. We are the reason. Christ is in us. God's not going to come down here and fix things that he told us we have authority to do. Hey. Christ in us. The hope of glory is Christ. Christ is in the church. The Holy Spirit. You said it earlier. The Holy Spirit is on the inside. You know the reason why the devil can't do what he really wants to do? Because the church is still on this planet. That's it. Say that. As long as we're on this planet, the restrainer can't come out of the, the restrainer's not oh. going to move. The Antichrist can't set up. And so we will still and continue to be the dominant, domineering, and the ones with dominion. Satan cannot cross the bloodline upon the remnant. You know what I said the other day? You just making me shout up in here, Pastor, because I told somebody the other I'm day, on. and they laughed at me. I said, the reason the Antichrist can't show up is the remnant would cast the devil out of him. Because I want to tell you something. I don't care how powerful the devil is. Maybe he is the most powerful thing in the entire demonic realm. He still must bow to the name of Jesus. When you say in the name of Jesus, devil come out, you don't have to, It's not just demons come out. It, he's hiding because he knows that if he revealed himself right now, the remnant church— Maybe small, but they're powerful enough. They'd tell that devil to come out, and the Antichrist couldn't do what he's supposed to do. My God, that's the power right. of the remnant. Listen, I want to say right. one more thing before we go. I, I, I got a tag team preach with my brother right here. I mean, come it's on, like come on. They, there is no plan B, Pastor. It's us. No. There is no plan B. There's no. We burned the plow, baby. We have killed the oxen, and we have burned the plow. We ain't going back to mom and daddy. We, are, we have picked up the mantle. There is no plan B. Thank God for Smith. Wigglesworth. Thank God for Oral Roberts. Thank God for all the legendary le generals that have gone on. But in God's infinite wisdom, brothers and sisters that are watching right now, God chose us for this moment. We cannot blow it, Pastor. We this It's on us. It's us or nobody. And I'm telling you, Pastors, if you're watching it, and I know a lot of you watch this show, watching it live or on the replay, and some of you, listen, it's time to man up. It's time to get in that pulpit and grab that mic and quit worrying about about what will happen to you to preach the gospel. My God, we could preach all night long, Pastor. Raise your voice. That's what this is about. Raise your voice. Raise your voice. People will not hear you if you sit quiet. Quiet can be looked as if as if you are condoning. And yes. so, Larry, you, I'm telling you, man, we're you're exactly right. There is no plan B, and there is nobody coming behind us. We are no. it. We are God it. has anointed us. We've got to speak up. We got to be loud, louder than hell yeah louder than hell if you uh, pastor i want to thank you so much for being a part of the big picture 
Uh, every way to get your book will be down low uh, in the in the description. Uh, we cannot wait to have you in Birmingham, Alabama one more time, October 4th, 5th, and 6th, and he'll be there on October 4th, that Wednesday night. Thank you for that super chat, Saul, by the way. And I'll just tell you, it's going to be a huge night because we said it earlier. The alarm is going off in the natural, but the alarm will be going off big time in the spiritual. So thank I'm you on. so much, brother. I love you. I'm excited about what God is doing in your ministry and with the book, and we will see you in Birmingham very, very soon. All right. Let's go. To the Big Picture family, I want to say thank you so much from the bottom of my heart because nothing, nothing, nothing means more to us than to see you in that live chat, commenting, hitting that like button, subscribing. If you're watching us as a brand-new viewer tonight, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you share this. Go back and watch some of our other uh, shows that we have here. And last but certainly not least, if you'd like to get a copy of our book, all you got to do is, excuse me, is go go to our website, LarryRagland.com. When you go to LarryRagland.com, LarryRagland.tv, either one, you You'll see a copy of my book, I See Greatness in You, that just came out. And if you click the book or click the link, it will take you to a PayPal page from my publisher for a one-time gift, monthly uh, partnership, or an, even a, a substantial yearly gift. If you want to, it doesn't matter. But for whatever amount that you give, for a, a gift of any amount, you'll get a copy of our book. And we just that's our way of saying thank you for supporting our television ministry. Thank you for supporting all that we're doing. Here on uh, The Big Picture, we always try to remind you that no matter what night of the week it is, breaking news, Bible study, it doesn't matter. We ain't woke, but we are certainly awake. We'll see you next time. Thank you, Pastor Miles Rutherford. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Big Picture Podcast. We hope it helped you, encouraged you, and empowered you. Please consider leaving us a review on your app of choice and share with family and friends. And remember, we ain't woke, but we are certainly awake.